What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Unfiltered. So glad to have you here. Let's talk really quick today. Let's do a short one, but let's cover why so many people relapse. Why is there so much relapse? When people quit drinking, they say, I'm going to quit drinking, and then they go right back to it, or they go for a long period of time, and then something pulls them back in. What is that? Why does this happen? Well, I've got a very good grasp on why this happens. And this stops us from having success, you know, keeping that same cycle can't ever truly break it. And that's one of the the issues we're going to tackle later on in this podcast. So stay tuned, listen up, you're going to hear the secret as to why this happens. Why do people go back? Unfiltered with Matt Farnsworth. One of the first problems is, is that people keep friends who still engage in drinking and drug use. That's like a big deal. You know, you can't continue to go to the bar and expect not to have a drink. You go to the bar long enough, eventually you're going to have a drink, right? So peer pressure is a huge thing. And a lot of people have a hard time becoming uncomfortable with trying to make new friends or having to be that lone wolf for a while. Well, Guess what? When you quit drinking and you want to stay sober, you're not going to be able to hang out with people who drink. It's pretty freaking obvious. Uh, the peer pressure is going to be there. It's always going to happen, and that's going to be really tough. You can't frequent a lot of the same places. That's another big issue. If you continue, like I said, to go to the bar, eventually you're going to have a drink. So if you have bowling night and it's a big alcohol night, that's a problem. If there's sporting events and friends you go to, like football on Saturday or Sunday, college football, pro football, whatever it is you watch, yeah, you're going to have to figure something else out because that is totally going to trigger you. And these are the reasons why people fall back in. I'm, I'm telling you, they fall back into it because they don't want to change these things. They don't want to have to change these patterns in their life. They're very comfortable in it, and it's very uncomfortable to step away from that. There's a, a real lack of self-reflection as well. This is a big one. People don't want to take a step back and say to themselves, why am I using this in the first place? There's, there's this point that people come to when they say, I, I'm going to stop drinking. That's it. It's, it's over. I'm done. And they take away that chemical. They take away the booze. But when you take away the booze, you're taking away an anti-anxiety medication. So now you're going to have all this anxiety and you're going to be like, you're going to want it even more. So what are you doing now to work on that? And a lot of people don't do that. That's one of the things they don't work on themselves. They don't go and get help. They don't talk to a therapist. They don't sit down and get really introspective with themselves and say, hey, what do I want out of my life? What am I willing to give up right now to make changes that will last a lifetime? People don't want to do that. They want to be comfortable. They want to stay comfortable. If you want to be comfortable, you want to stay comfortable, you're going to stay drunk. That's really the way it works. I wish there was another way. I wish it was like no problem. You can, you know, drink on, you know, Sunday once a month and you're fine. But a lot of obviously people who are alcoholics, that doesn't work that way. Once you start, it begins to spiral and quickly the progressive disease takes over and you're drinking all the time. So definitely self-reflection is a huge one. You know, ending toxic relationships is another huge issue. If you're in a relationship with somebody and they don't support you not drinking, that's going to be a huge problem. And you're going to keep drinking. If somebody brings alcohol into your house and you know, you're dating them or you're married to them, 
unfortunately, this is a huge problem. And couples that consume the same amount of alcohol typically stay together longer. Couples that don't consume the same amount of alcohol have a higher divorce rate. So, you know, put two and two together on that one, people. It's pretty obvious what's going to happen. Um, you know, the inadequate coping mechanisms that people have are also a really, really big deal. You know, like I said, if you can't get introspective, then you're never going to know how to look at what might be the root of the issue that you're having. So how do you develop any coping mechanisms around not being able to see what was wrong in the first place? New coping mechanisms would be things like meditation, things like sitting down and journaling, writing about your experiences in recovery, making a bullet list that talks about the things that you are going to change. How are you going to develop different attitudes, different routines, different uh, friendships, uh, different hobbies? What are you going to do that's active, that's going to help you develop coping mechanisms? Coping mechanisms are really just retraining your brain to direct toward positive activities versus the alcohol when you feel uncomfortable. So for example, if you, you know, are feeling like really stressed out someday uh, at the end of the day and you want to let all that steam out instead of taking a drink, maybe you have a talk with your spouse. If you feel a lot of anxiety and you're pent up instead of grabbing that drink at the end of the day, maybe you hit the gym. Maybe you go for a run. The the whole idea is just that you're going to you're going to start going for positive um you know positive ways to find that coping mechanism versus the old negative habit that you continue to run to. You know, the in, insufficient support system is a big one too. This is huge. Like insufficient support. You know, you're going to be your support system. I've got to be really honest with all of you out there in, in this world. You are your own support system. I, I, people will argue with me like crazy, but until you buy it and you identify as that sober person and you believe it yourself, it's never going to work. So support systems are great. That could be in the form of a therapist. We just talked about this earlier. If you're in a toxic relationship, it's going to be an issue. You've got to end these kinds of things and you have to develop support systems like I said, positive activities, and you will meet people when you start doing positive activities, when you find, you know join a gym. You're going to meet a few people, probably some you know bros or whatever to work out with, and you know just be positive. That's another big thing is just positivity you know, is going to take you so far. Instead of waking up in the morning and being like, oh, God, this day, you know, it's, what am I? Here I am. I'm stuck in this day. You have to wake up with a positive attitude. And make sure you do positive affirmation in the morning when you wake up. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to kill this day. This is going to be good. And at the end of the day, add up the small victories. Don't look back and say, I shoulda, coulda, woulda. If you didn't drink that day, that was a victory. And as you go along, it's going to become more than I didn't drink today. That's going to start to be like, okay, that's a given, which is great. And then you're going to start to have more and more success because you're going to start to do more business you're going to look better. You're going to feel better. Your relationships are going to be better. Everything is going to be better. Now, the last thing that that plays into is complacency and recovery. You never want to get complacent. Complacency is a dangerous, dangerous place to be. 
you know, I've been sober a long time. I did this myself. Like this was one of those things that I did. And I did some of the other activities as well. I mean, a lot of those things I'm hitting on these because these are things that I did. So complacency. I was 37 years old. I'm like, I haven't drank in a long time. I'm fine now. I'm mature. It's okay. I can do this. I can handle it because I'm older. And I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking. I was just rationalizing because I wanted to have a drink. I wanted to go back to party because at the time who the woman who's now my ex wanted to drink, she wanted to party again. And I, I fell for it. I went along with it. So toxic relationship, I was in that. I was complacent in my you know, sobriety. I just thought, eh, I've had this licked for a long time. You know, no problem. Lack of self, self-reflection in that. I didn't look back and say, well, here's who I am when I drink. No self-reflection there. You know, I was living near a bunch of bars and I was frequenting these places. I was maintaining a totally different social circle, people who drank. I mean, all of this played into my relapse. So I have relapsed after many years of not drinking. And all of the steps that I just played in to this podcast are exactly what makes people relapse. So long and short of it, get introspective, stay introspective, listen to your gut intuition, Learn to be a lone wolf. You're going to have to spend some time alone, and that is okay. You got to learn to be okay with you, and you got to end those toxic relationships. You got to you got to create those new coping mechanisms, and you got to develop a, a sufficient support system. And most of all, you have to believe in you. You are the person that is going to determine whether or not you're going to drink again. It's not going to be other people. So while you can have a support system. Eventually, you have to heal those wounds and all of that trauma, and you have to engage new pathways to positive reinforcement versus running toward that alcohol whenever you feel uncomfortable. I hope this helped. And the secret, the main secret in that whole scenario of all of the different tactics that I just gave you and the reasons why people relapse, the tactics to overcome it is you. You are the determining factor. That is the secret. It all stems from how you feel about yourself. So once you deal with all of those issues and you start to look at the past and you really get introspective, you're going to learn and you're going to become better and you're never going to drink again. You just have to make that decision and it has to be final. And then you have to set those things in stone forever and discipline them and never change.